I think I am live. Here we go. Yes. Hey, this is Jack Kelly. And this is, I think, the third installment of this new thing I'm trying. So I'm trying out this new concept for in, in, in addition or instead of, no, I guess in addition to Jack Kelly, let's go live with Jack Kelly. I'm talking about the future of work. And in a way, it's a little bit of a misnomer because the future of work to me is about what's life going to be like post pandemic. And I am super excited about it because I think the way things are going to go are going to be far different than the way they were in the past. It's we're heading into this new paradigm. It's a shift. And I don't know if you guys feel it, if you guys sense it, but it's happening. And when everybody is happening, it's not the same old, same old. Think about it. If I asked you nine months ago, what's hybrid work? You would have like, what hybrid work? I have no idea. What's hybrid? Isn't that a car? You know, you know, electric and gas, that's a hybrid. You, you know, you we don't think about work. If I said, hey, everybody's gonna be working remotely for about a year or so, you'd be like, what? You're nuts. That's not gonna happen. But it did. If you said if we thought that, hey, the stock market would be up like record levels during a pandemic, it would seem, what? That's not, that doesn't make any sense. But we're entering a time where, right, maybe things don't make sense, but maybe they finally do make sense and that things are changing. And what we're gonna talk about, you know, in this series of, of you know, LinkedIn live kind of podcasty-ish kind of stuff is that what's gonna happen in the future? You know, how can you navigate your career? How can you succeed? How can you maybe pivot to something else? How can you find out what's hot, what's growing? How you could avoid an area that's just not growing, that's falling apart. And also, one of the themes is this. It seems to me, in my experience as a recruiter for you know, nearly 25 years, is that when there's a hot job market, then you are in the driver's seat. When it's not a good job market, the employers have more control for the obvious reason, because they feel there's more supply of people than demand. But now when there's more jobs opening than people to fill it, the workers have the power. They're holding the cards. And when you're holding the cards, you could kind of ask what you want to ask for. And for today, I want to bring something up that we really don't talk about too much. We do a lot of things that it's kind of not fair. Companies expect workers, expect us to do a lot of stuff without any compensation, without any financial rewards, without any pat on the back saying thank you. But we do it because we felt pre-pandemic that's what was supposed to be done. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't ask questions. You don't want to lose your job. You don't want to be a malcontent. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that guy in the office that's pushing the envelope. But now that things are different, where remote work is a thing, hybrid work is a thing, workers have more power, more say, now you can do different things. And you could ask for things that you deserve. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's just start with the commute. Someone like myself has been commuting to New York for you know 20 plus years and across the whole country, across the world. 
so many people go from, let's say, a suburb to Manhattan. You're going from Long Island to Manhattan, New Jersey to Manhattan, Westchester. And those are not fun commutes. They take an hour, an hour and a half each way. You talk about two or three hours. If there's an accident, it could be, it could be forever. It is rainy, snowy, icy. It could take forever. And it costs, you know, if you're taking a bus, you're taking a train, it's expensive. That's a big cost item as a recruiter. People tell me, hey, Jack, you know what? I, I don't want to take this out because if you factor in, you know, the train, you know, the New Jersey transit train ticket and you factor in such and such, it's I'm not making that much more money to make the move. Doesn't make sense to do it. But here we are every day. We're going out there and every day we're made, well, not recently, but we're making that commute and it just eats up all the time. It eats up every, all, like three hours a day. But not only that, the time you get home, you're just shot. You're exhausted. You don't have any time for anything. So why is it that companies feel it's okay that you could do that commute, spend three hours a day of misery it's not pleasure, and you don't get paid for it. You're kind of working. You know, you're not driving in traffic for your health. In fact, just the opposite, it hurts your health. The wear and tear in your car and your body the same, almost, you know? I'd say almost the wear and tear in your soul is worse with those commutes. So I think this is a time where you're justified to speak with your boss and speak to your manager and say, hey, you know what? If you want me back, I rather, let's assume that you want to be remote or hybrid, but maybe just a couple of days a week. And if you're making me come in, isn't it only fair that I'm compensated for that time I'm taking out of my life that I can't get back? Time that I could spend with my spouse, my partner, with my kids. And I'm not, I won't see that because I'm doing it for the company. So once you're doing that, doesn't it make sense that they should reimburse you, give you a stipend, something, maybe even get paid overtime? Even if you're a non-exempt or exempt, I always get confused which one is which, but the one that you get set salary, <laughs> exempt, non-exempt, whatever that is, to get something on top of it for having to do that. Now, you may roll your eyes and say, Jack, come on, it's nitpicking, but is it really? Or does it prove a point? that this is one of the many ways companies are saying, hey, we're gonna squeeze more out of you, but not give anything back. And wouldn't it make sense now that there's a little bit more power in the hands of the workers to push back on that? Now, a year later, things could change and you're gonna lose that power, so you have that window open to do it. Let me bring up another part of it, the home office. So now you're at home. We've been working from home for, I don't know, it's a year and a half, 10 years. I, you know, it lost, you know, it's, you know, pandemic time. You lose track of how many hours, but it seems like forever. So, but it's probably what, a year, four months, five months, whatever it is. It's been a long time. And I bet most of you have bought a new laptop, have new routers, get better internet connectivity, have a ring light when you get on the calls get a mic when you get on the Zoom calls, maybe get a new camera because maybe your, your, your computer doesn't have a great camera, so you buy a camera. You have to get, of course, you have to have a good chair because you're sitting it for like 10 hours a day. So you have to have to have it ergonomically. That's the right 
way to pronounce it, ergonomically, you know, uh, you know, chair, you need a desk, you need a pencil, pen, you need sticky paper. All right, maybe we won't, we won't bother with the post-its and all that kind of stuff. But the big items, right? The big items, the desks, the chairs, the lights, the computers, the laptops, the smartphones, you're using that costs a lot of money. You have all the bills for the for the phone. You have you have the computer you bought. You have the laptop you had to get. You know, you maybe even kind of retrofitted your home to fit a home office. You have desks don't come cheap, the chairs don't come cheap. It adds up. Now, why do you have to bear that burden of all those expenses? Wouldn't it make sense, the company to say, well, if you're going to be in two or three days a week and home the rest, shouldn't they pick up the tab? Because really, it's an, a home office, but, a, but it, it's a satellite office of the main office. That sounds really trippy, right? So it's really, it's, it's a satellite office of the home office. And you're running that home office, that satellite office. So shouldn't there be some sort of monies allocated to people working from home? So they have the furniture, they have all the tools they need to succeed. Think about it. If, if you're representing the company and you're on a, a, a old laptop and your camera is funky and your internet connectivity is funky, you're gonna come across poorly and it's not good for you, it's not good for the company. It's to their best interest to retrofit you with everything you need, that everything's important. So. I would say just right off the bat, and I think you could agree with me, the commute, that's you're not doing that because you want to commute and wake up at six in the morning and come come home at seven o'clock at night and battle traffic and deal with road rage and deal with your, your tires getting flat, hitting the potholes, you know, bring it into the shop. That's not pleasant. That's not fun. That's expensive and time consuming. And it's time taken away from things. When you have a home office, think about it. Most people put a lot of time and effort and money into it. And money keeps going into it because you have to get, you know, you have to get a new iPhone. You have to get a new computer, new laptop. Maybe the mic didn't work. You have to get a different kind of mic and so on. Why do companies get a pass on that? Say, okay, that we, the workers, have to foot that bill. Wouldn't it make sense to bring that up and say, hey, I'm spending X amount of money for all this. Here's an invoice because I'm working for you guys and you need to give me this stuff to do it. I'm not an independent contractor now because that would be different. If you're an independent contractor, well, that's different. You're a sole entrepreneur. So you're assuming all that risk and all those stuff to do. But when you work for a company, no, that's their job, their responsibility. So they should take care of it. So that's two things right off the bat. If you, and you think about it, you might not think it's much, but you know what? Let's assume you think I'm out of my mind and that like what I'm saying is just silly, right? You're just kind of pie in the sky. What are you talking about? You're nuts, Jack. Okay, let's assume that's the case. Go home and check, check your bills. Check to see how much you paid for all this stuff. Check to see, well, not during the pandemic because you weren't going in, but check to see what your credit card slips look like You know, two years ago when you were taking New, New Jersey Transit, whether Long Island Railroad or wherever you're going in and how much you paid for it. And how many times did your car have to go into the shop and how much did you pay for that? And how much did you pay for all this stuff in your home office? And then all of a sudden you can come back and say, Jack, tell me a little more. I, I think I wanna know a little bit more about what you're talking about. Switch gears a little bit. When people start a job, 
and even for the first few years, and, and for some, for a lot of years, vacation is like two weeks. Two weeks. In what kind of civilized society do you have two weeks as a vacation? That's nothing. Two weeks goes by like that. So you're telling me that it's rational coming out of a pandemic where people have been, you know, studies have shown record levels of stress, anxiety, depression, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, all these things, ice feelings of isolation. And what are we going to do? Oh, you got two weeks off. But now you don't even get the two weeks off because you take the two weeks. And we all know very few of us unplug for two straight weeks. So what happens? There's always an emergency. There's always someone calling you up. Oh my gosh, sorry to bother you, Jack, on your, on your you know, vacation, but we really need to know blah, blah, blah. And maybe it's important, maybe it's not important, but you do it. You know you're not going to touch that email. You say, I'm not going to look at my email. I'm not going to look at my email. I'm not going to look at my email. What do you do? You look at your email. And of course, when you look at your email, there's something you got to do because you're like, oh gosh, if I don't do it, it's going to be a quick you know, disaster. And if you know if you don't do it, you're going to stress out the whole vacation thinking, I'm going to have to do this when I get home, get back to home, get back to work, see what happens. You kind of put the two together. I got to get, I'm going to do this when I get back to work. And that stress is going to drive you nuts. So you can't enjoy yourself. And then if you don't get it done, then you're going to go into work figuring, oh my God. And you're going to be freaked out, worried. What are they going to say to me when I get in the office? Because I didn't take care of it. I think there has to be another way where companies have to feel some empathy for people. And you can't just talk the talk. They can't, you can't, companies can't just say, hey, you know, we really care about our workers. We really want to be empathetic. We, we care. We care about you. You're important to us. You're part of the family. Well, what kind of family is it if you make me commute to the family and don't give me the money for it and you make me buy all the stuff? That doesn't seem like a nice family. That doesn't seem too fair. So how about they say, wait a minute, instead of two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe five weeks, maybe give it unlimited depending on what you need. I bet if you gave unlimited days off, unlimited vacation days, the vast majority of people wouldn't take it off. I'd wager maybe you'll get 5% who take advantage and I'm permanently on vacation. I would bet the rest would be very reasonable in how they do it because they don't want to take advantage, but at the same time, they want to use it when they need it. And treat, why wouldn't you just treat employees like adults and figure out, hey, if they need a mental health day, they shouldn't have to grovel and say, I need a mental health day because I'm suffering from depression or whatever it may be. Wouldn't it be better just to let them take that time off and decompress and relax and recharge? Wouldn't it be, think about it, wouldn't it be in the best interest of the companies if you have a workforce that knows you care and appreciate them and do what it takes to make them happy and productive? And if you have those extra days off, I talked about in an earlier um, LinkedIn Live about the four-day four work week. What if it's a four-day work week? Whether, what about a, a, a flexible schedule with vacations? 
keep it open-ended. And if people abuse that policy, then, then you talk to the person, say, hey, Jack, come on. You haven't come in for the whole month of June and July. This is getting a little ridiculous. Then you have a conversation or you don't wait that long. And when maybe you feel they're pushing the envelope, have, a, have a, again, a, a human normal conversation. But to say you only have two or three weeks vacation with a handful of different days off, you know, for different holidays, but also say, we care about you, your family, you're important to us. We want to be empathetic. We want to be understanding. No, come on. The two are mutually exclusive. You can't have it. You can't say that you want to take care of people, but yet make them work so many hours all the time. And, and let's be frank. Right now, there's no more nine to five. You know, everything we've seen over the pandemic is people would be working longer hours during the day and weekends. Partly, maybe partly a little bit because there's not a lot else to do if, if you were in places that were closed down partly because you're afraid that 80 million Americans lost their jobs and you didn't want to lose yours. Partly you feel like, you know what, let me work. I might as well do something or I'm, a, I'm worried I might lose my job. So I'm going to just work really hard. So it shows when you treat people with respect and trust, look what happens. They do it. And look at all these companies that were so hyper successful during the pandemic, you know, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, they all had their people at home and they had record profits. Amazon, think about it. So it shows it works. It's the same thing with a vacation policy. Why can't they just be humane and say, use it when you need it? Don't take advantage of it because you do work with other coworkers and you don't want to leave them, you know, doing all your extra work. But be fair, that's a better way. Same thing, let's talk about childcare. One of the reasons that there's this gap between companies that are looking to hire and the people out there is that people are saying childcare is a big issue. During the pandemic in particular, it was challenging because childcare uh, uh, places were closed. School, the, in let's say New York, New Jersey, the public schools were closed. So now a working mom, and usually let's be frank, it, it falls on the mother. Um, I, as a man, you may not notice this, but I'm, I'm a man, and I, I recognize that. I, 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 I consider myself a very good husband and father to two kids and two dogs and two cats, but I do understand in a lot of families that the mom picks up a great deal of the burden. So is it fair that they have to figure out how to balance taking care of their kids, especially when the schools were closed and had glitchy online classes to help be a teacher, to give childcare, do your job. Now, if you're coming into the office, think about the extra stress is that on that person. So you have to kind of figure out what to do with your child. How do you get childcare? How do you take it to school? How do you get in? Then you come into the office and you have to worry, am I going to have the boss glaring at me Hey, why are you late again? What's going on? I can't believe it. What's who needs that? Wouldn't it be more humane and more intelligent to say, hey, let's do something different? Let's talk. How can we design a schedule that works for you? And hear the person out. Perhaps you find out that all they need is an extra hour. 
to drop their child off at school. And they could come in an hour later without any stress, without any anxiety, without being scared that you're going to get the evil eye from your boss and coworkers. Do you think that person is going to work harder and be more productive or less productive? I know it's a rhetorical question. They're going to be more productive because they're going to appreciate it because you just made their life so much better. You just took a big stress off their shoulders where they don't have to worry anymore about having to kind of race in, race around. Because you know, we've all been there. When, you're, when you feel you're running late to something, you're not happy about it. You're worried, you're anxious. And what happens, your adrenaline is flowing. Even if people aren't looking, you start thinking people looking at you, you're worrying about their judgments. That package is so unnecessary in today's day and age. It's, it's, there's no reason we should even talk about it. It should be a no-brainer. The companies, you shouldn't even have to go to the company and talk about it. They should come to you and say, hey, I know you have young kids. I know you have a sick family member. I know you have some child, you know, whatever the case may be, let's work it through. So maybe it's coming in late. Maybe it's leaving early. Maybe it's working half days. In this post-pandemic era, this is the time to do it. Because anyone who says, nah, it can't be done, I don't believe them. Because two years ago, if we said everybody's going to be remote, they would say it can't be done. But it was done. And it worked. And people loved it. And companies were successful. So there's no reason why you can't try other things. When you see it work, not only work, as I mentioned before, these companies hit record profits. So I think a company should be able to go to somebody and say, hey, let me help you with your childcare. Let us pay for it. Now, you might say, well, that's not fair if you're paying for this person, but you're not paying me for something else. Well, let's take each one. It doesn't have to pit one person against another. So maybe if you're commuting, you get a stipend for that commute and the hours that you were commuting. Maybe the person has young children gets financial help for, for the childcare. And then someone else gets some financial help for something else. Now, it might not all be the same, but that's okay. It's a starting point. Because you have to try these things. Sometimes they work, maybe they don't. Maybe they foster a little resentment among people, could be. But is it worth trying? Doesn't it make sense to try? Same thing with mental health. One of the, one of the biggest things that came out, one of the, I shouldn't say one of the biggest, but an important thing, maybe it is one of the biggest actually. You know what, I'm gonna go back to that. Maybe one of the biggest things is that we could talk about mental health in this country in particular, because uh, that's pretty much all I know is this country. And maybe it's other countries too. You know, growing up, particularly growing up where I did, in a place called Canarsie, Brooklyn, you didn't talk about mental health issues. That wasn't a thing. I didn't even know the concept. Like I may exist, didn't no one talked about it. But now we do. You know, going through this, we learned that life is fragile. We're here for a fleeting amount of time. Bad things could happen to good people. And, and it's scary and it rocks your world and it makes you take an assessment of everything, of who you are, what you want to do, what's your purpose, what's your meaning. And part of this whole thing is understanding that people have different kind of things they're dealing with different type of mental issues, you know, emotional issues, health issues, physical issues. And that's something that companies also should take into account. We can't act like everybody is operating, doing exactly the same. 
We're all on different wavelengths. And it, once again, if they're really empathetic and care, they would have an open door policy. We could say, hey, if I'm in the office five days a week, commuting in, the anxiety and stress level is just way off the charts for me. I can't do it. I remember vividly people after, in the wake of 9-11. Um, I lived in New York City, worked in New York City, we have you know, placed people with big investment banks you know, in Manhattan. And for years, years afterwards, people say, I, I don't want to work downtown. Um, I might not even want to work in Manhattan at all because you, you, you couldn't get past what happened during 9-11. You just couldn't forget about it. So people are dealing with different things and it makes sense to find out and work with them what works. So maybe for that person to ask them to come into downtown Manhattan, you know, a year later, six months, you know, afterwards, maybe that wouldn't be the right thing to do for anybody. And these aren't hard things to put together. And I think the undercurrent, it's twofold really. One is for people, workers to say, you know what? We're not in a pre-pandemic world. It changed. It ch a lot of things changed for the better. And now let's look at certain things that we overlooked in the past because we were scared to speak up. We were scared to stand up for ourselves. We were scared of rocking the boat. But now when we see things can change to ask for it. Hey, if even though I know I get a certain salary, if I'm going above and beyond and putting in really long hours at night, really long hours on the weekend, why should I have to absorb all that? Why shouldn't the company kick in and say, hey, you put in three, four extra hours each night, we're going to pay you more for it. It's only fair. Right? If you're doing that commute, trapped in your car in a bus and a train, if you're in a train in Manhattan in August, that is misery. There's no enjoyment. It's tough. Shouldn't there be compensation for that? If you're working parents and you have to juggle everything, shouldn't there be some empathy and help? Same thing with people who are dealing with mental, emotional health issues. Shouldn't there be help? So these are the things I would encourage you to start thinking about and then maybe kind of bring these topics up. Because the more people talk about it, the more real it becomes. And I know a lot of people who are, gonna, who are listening and watching this now and who watch it later might think, ah, it's never going to happen, right? But as I said, things happen. Things happen that we didn't expect. So this is a starting point. I mean, firstly, just what I'm saying. Give it some thought. Give it some thought to what I'm talking about. Um, and by the way, see, having the dogs bark in background, that's a great example. You can do that, and it's fine. If this happened a few years ago, I'd be mortified. Like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. You know, I'm having this live video. And people are talking, and people talking. I think my dogs are people. They kind of are, uh, they're family. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is mortifying. Now, nah, nah, it's kind of cool. It's fine. I just got off uh, another LinkedIn Live, and my cat was just like parading around on my laptop. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. So I would say, bring it up. Now, you don't have to be a jerk about it. You don't have to go up, I want this. You got to pay for my commute. If you don't, I'm quitting. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you march in and you demand this and demand that, but I am saying first, just think about it for a bit. And I'm just bringing up a few different things. I think for everybody, if you think about your own day and what you're doing, you're gonna come up with others as well. And then 
<laughs> maybe talk to your manager, bring it up. And if enough people bring it up and if enough people talk about it, that's how you stoke change. That's how you get it. So then it's not just Jack saying it and like, you know, that knucklehead doesn't know anything. So what does that mean? But it's a start. Then other people start saying it. Other people start talking about it. And before you know it, you are getting paid for your commute. You do have your hours changed so you could kind of take care of your children. Your home office is being sub either subsidized or paid for. And think, that's a good thing. And I would bet you, I would bet you the companies would benefit. The ones who do it will be the winners because the companies that do it and treat their people with dignity and respect, they're going to be the winners in this post-pandemic world, in this future of work world. Because what will happen, word gets out and go, hey, if I go to company A, they're going to do all these cool things for me. They're going to pay for my office. You know, they're going to pay for my commute. I have unlimited vacation days. They're cool about childcare issues. Who wouldn't want to work there? Conversely, if you're at a company that doesn't care, you're going to leave. Because if you know there are other places to go to that will take care of you, why would you stay? And a lot of times, the compensation salary don't matter as much. It's more about how you're going to be treated. So give it some thought. Digest it. I know this is, in a way, a radical concept. And the funny thing is, I'm the least radical guy. I'm pretty mild-mannered <laughs> everything. But sometimes when you see these changes and you see these things happening, the light bulb goes on. You realize, hey, we're in a shift. And we want to take advantage of this shift right now and make it the best that it can for people. And so, so absorb it. And then maybe, you know, maybe talk to some colleagues, some coworkers, some friends, maybe run it by your boss. And, and let's say if this could get, if these things get started, who knows, make life better for everybody. You'll have a better life. You have a better work, life work balance. Companies will be more productive and it's all good. So, Hey, this is Jack Kelly talking about the future of work. I hope, I hope you found this interesting, entertaining. Feel free, if you have any questions, to hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter. If you have any topics you want me to bring up, let me know. If you want to come on as a guest, let me know. So thank you very much for watching. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone.